What's up, Internet? It's the Game Week Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brad. Alongside with me is my ever-faithful companion. What's going on, guys? It's Jed sitting over here on a comfy chair tonight. How are you guys doing? Ooh, a comfy chair. Yeah, I added a pillow to it. <laughs> I got fancy. I I kind of want to go grab a pillow. I've got this, like, neck pillow from the chair, but I want to grab, like, my actual neck pillow. I've been sleeping on my yeah. pillow, like, terribly. And I can't turn oh. my head to the left, um, which, ah. is, which has made driving extremely interesting, I will say. So I have to you tend to turn my whole body <laughs> to look past my uh, my driveway. So it's fun. It's it's definitely been fun. Um, you can only imagine with that driveway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, guys, it's been... Uh... Quite an eventful two weeks. I know we missed out last week, but I had some personal stuff go on, of course, with Valentine's Day and everything. So yep, uh, yep. I'm going to come at you today with a little bit of, a, a, we'll say, extra extra content or a few extra notes that we check on than we usually do. It's a, but, it's a, uh, it's a fluffy podcast. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a bit fluffy. It's going to be a delicious one. Um, but as we usually start out, what have you been up to, good sir? Um, Well, not... I mean, not really a ton. Um, I played some more Valheim uh, in the past, well, collectively, we'll say a week of me turning my computer on. Um, me and some friends down the second world boss, so the Elder. There you um, go. I haven't I, done that one yet. You haven't? Okay. Uh, I haven't. No. So they, in the group world that we have going, they already have like a portal set up and like right to uh, the elder okay. sh- the elder shrine there are multiple elder shrines populating the world um so you can effectively summon him in multiple locations um uh, but it's not so he's not as easy to do as the first boss like there's no stone that says hey this guy's yeah. right here um effectively you have to um search like, all of his tombs well you have to search the the black forest until you find uh like a ruined city and then you'll find his the stone that tells you where his location is and then yep you will and then you gotta go there then you gotta go there and then it says uh burn his kin so effectively you have to fight gray dwarfs and collect i think it's either two or three ancient seeds and you burn those and that's how you summon them um uh, he's, no, i would have thought it was the gray dwarf trophies no it's it's actual seeds Okay. Um, tro- the trophies are used for like hanging in your meat hall and, and stuff like that or certain weaponry. Um, he's really cheesable. Um, okay. Cause it he seems doesn't, like every boss seems to have a weakness. Well, yes and no. So he has a weakness, but because he always gets summoned in the same spot and he's not as fast as the first boss, um, a bunch of people have found if you build a maze of fire pits, around his boss area and summon him he'll be standing in the fire catch fire and take continuous damage um his uh... yeah his aoe attack can't go underground so people have been digging holes down and making like arrow slits so they could shoot him through the floor like it's a cheesable got fight you. i um, got you you can set it up to make it easily uh yeah. Well, then again, you add building mechanics into any kind of RPG like this, and you're going to have that kind yep. of stuff. Yeah, so, um, but that's okay. with them. Uh, I found out how to make the forge and uh, the the coal 
uh, shit. The thing you use to make like the oh, ingots the forge and stuff. Oh, the the smelter? Yeah. Um, okay. I just have to search for the searching cores since in that one world that we shared for a brief two days, mm -hmm. um, we only found that one burial site and I only got two certling cores out of it and I need like yeah. 10. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, I ended up buying two new Joy-Cons for my Switch because my Joy-Con is suffering uh, the Gen 1 drift error. And I've just been too lazy to report it to Nintendo to send it out for free. Yeah. Um, so I, I picked up a, a new pair of Joy-Cons, so I've been playing a lot of Switch lately. Um, there you go. I, if I ever got one of those, I'd be hooked like it was a Game Gear. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it, I play it before bed. Like, I'll lay in bed and I'll, I'll play either Pokemon or... Um, I have Octopath Traveler on there or Final Fantasy Eight or Nine. Um, there you go. Nine's you know, my so, favorite. Nine, nine's my favorite. Uh, if I'm being honest, Final Fantasy VIII is a close second. I just really liked all the different mechanics and the stat changing in that game. Like the junction system, I will say this uh, until the day I die, was kind of ahead of its time, where you could oh, yeah. just slot in different magics to get different effects on your stats and make yourself god tier by the end of disc one. Um, yeah, that game was far too difficult for me. As intelligent as I was as a child, that game made me feel dumb. Well, it's just, I'd never beat it. <laughs> it. It's a hard game to get through because it does have a lot of lull points. But, like, yeah. I knew after pushing through it, like, that game picks up. And, like, the last dungeon was brilliant. Um did you ever get to Ultimecius's castle? Or not even close. I okay. never even got off disc one um, as a kid. Damn. So yeah, no, it was it was rough for me as a kid to uh, to stay focused on anything, okay. and because of the low points in that game, I get it you. lost my interest, and the level up system confused me because at that time didn't really have access to anybody who was playing who could explain it to me and no way for me to really understand it because I didn't really have access to the internet yeah. at the time. So the you. game was just like, ah, I'm done. <laughs> so to kind of give you a brief explanation, um, the game, and there are conspiracy theories about this game, like about, um, I'll just say now for the sake of anybody who's interested who hasn't beaten it yet, and I'm sorry, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> 20, the, 30 years later, you're yeah. kind of late. At the, you'd be, <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised. There are some fucking weirdos out on the internet that get pissed uh, off over everything. Micro uh, Karens. Uh, so, oh God. at the end of disc one, the main character gets impaled by, like, a blizzard spell. And okay. you never, like, they just wake up the next day. Um, it's implied that your main character died. And okay. everything you're playing through there on after isn't actually happening, which is weird oh. to think. Um, mainly because the ending cutscene of that game was so fucking confusing. It's like, it just clips of different things. You keep seeing your character without a face, the female protagonist without a face, like, and it's just black holes. It's the game deals with time travel and sorceresses and magic, and there's a lot going on, but all. <laughs> Ultimecius's castle was amazing for the point where it took all every player's crutches away. So when you play through that game, you kind of fall into like 
what I like to call certain player crutches where you've either beefed up your stats so all you do is attack all the time or all you do is use magic or draw or use uh, the summons or the guardian forces. Um, like I was a guardian force user. I That's how I played the game. I, I always summoned and summoned thanks. Cats. They just knocked something over. Um, Present daddy. <laughs> yeah, I just I cast my summons all the time. Well, when you go into this final dungeon... Everything gets locked out, and all you can do is attack. And you have to go through a set of mini-bosses, and each mini-boss you beat, you get a choice on what to unlock. And you have to... You can either... Mechanic. It's wicked interesting, because you could run through the dungeon... Like, you could pretty much kite through the dungeon and fight the final boss and only have your attack ability. Or you could go through and get the abilities you know you need to be as powerful as you were. Or want to be. Or go through and beat every boss... If you're like a true dungeon crawler, 100 percenter, <laughs> get all your shit back. But it was just Black interesting Earth. to me. Like it just, huh. it was one of those things where it's like, oh, you're used to playing. Well, get used to it again because you fucked. Um, yeah. Everything I, changes. Merry Christmas. I liked the fact that enemies scaled with you um, so effectively. You right. wanted to go into that game without leveling up. Like I remember talking yeah. to a friend of ours, Parker, and. Um, you know, we were talking about getting the the ultimate weapon on disc one, and he was like, yo, what level are your guys? And I was like, oh, my squall's level eight, and he's going to stay level eight for a majority of the game. Yep. And, like, you look at it, and it's like, yeah, it's because enemies scale heavily on your level, so the lower you are, the easier they are to fight, and you don't have to deal with the bullshit. Because nobody wants to deal with the bullshit. Not, not in those games. But, no, it's, I mean, eight... Eight's a very close second. Um, I think for me it goes if you're if you're going numbered games, um, it goes nine, eight, six, seven. Okay. Um, if you're including the offshoots, then it has to go tactics nine, eight, <gasps> six, seven. <laughs> tactics. Oh, I mean, tactics was definitively my favorite Final oh. Fantasy for plot and mechanics alone. Like I love fake RTSs cuz that's kind of what it was. I love Tactics Advance. Tactics See, Advanced. I never really got into oh, Tactics Advance, but I think it's cuz I was wicked late to the party. Like I got a, uh, an Advanced and Tactics Advance when when uh, TA2 was coming out. Ah, uh, okay. And I tried to rush Tactics Advance to play TA2 and it just it didn't yeah, you can't. And I was young then and like all I wanted to do was do what I did in tactics and power level my party, and you really couldn't do that in advanced. Nope. Because um, in tactics it's one, like different. before the first scripted fight, my team was level 99 with all the jobs I could unlock in Act One maxed out. Like we went in <laughs> to that first town fighting the bandits and shit. Well, they like level four, boss. and we're level 99, like Rawful stomping them. <laughs> Um, my friend Brandon and I used to play this game where we'd turn, we'd kill all the enemies except for one and turn them into a chicken and then stand around them punching my own teammates for experience until they'd pop back out from the chicken then turn them back into a chicken again. Um, and we'd, okay. we'd jump 20, because experience was based off of the level, your action. It was based off your action based off the action against the character you're attacking Okay. Uh, relative to their level. So if you're a level 20 hitting a level 30, you're gaining more experience than if you're a level 20 hitting a level 4. So I'd have my teammates attack each other so they'd gain the maximum amount of experience. And then I'd have JP up so they'd gain 
20 job points. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I had shit. I, I would go in That's there funny. and fight my own team until I have my hardest job skills maxed out, and then I'd just wipe the board. So... That's funny. That's a technique that I had not heard of for that. Yeah, game. it makes That's things it makes things later on a lot harder though, um, oh, like semi-scripted fights, like unlocking Cloud, um, because the enemies will be leveled based off of your party, not the scenario. And Cloud comes in at level one, so you, oh. you have to keep him alive and win the fight to unlock him. And the enemies go straight for Cloud, so it was like shit. Um, yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, at, once you play through the game as much as I have, <laughs> like you know I just, tricks. I bring in two time mages, haste clouds, stop anybody who comes within running distance, and just yep. wail on them. With I, I always made my rams a, I kept them a squire and gave him white mage abilities, so he'd just run around casting holy on fucking everything. <laughs> um, the holy avenger. I was, it was bad. Like I. <laughs> ugh. That's Sadly, though, good. for as much as I've played that game and as many times as I've gotten, like, the Ultimate Weapons and the Zodiac Blade and everything, I've never maxed out Squire because I've never been lucky enough to have. Um, so Ramza, in each act, can learn a different Squire ability. He's kind of like a Blue Mage. He'd have to okay. have an ability from an enemy used on him, and there's one fight where you fight these Ultima Demons, and they'll cast Ultima on you eventually or you'll have the chance i've never had them do that so rams has never oh. learned ultima so i've never Lame. i've never starred out his squire which just bugs the fuck out of me and now i don't own a ps1 so i can never do that lame yeah <laughs> but yeah that's, that's um perfect. roundabouts that's pretty much valheim valheim's pretty much what i've been playing um and 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 my switch um what have you been up to, good say? Two good choices. Well, as you uh, mentioned, I have also played uh, quite a bit of Valheim. Um, I have jumped between quite a few worlds, um, so I don't have anything nearly as far. I know I've uh, I've gotten through the first boss, um, yep. both with you and with my girlfriend. Um, we're currently working on getting to uh, the Elder. We do have it marked on the map. Now we just have to get there. Nice. Um so I've been playing a bit of that. I did pick up something that came across my Steam um, queue as a, a helpful hint, shall we say. Yeah. Um, was something called uh, Potion Craft Demo uh, or Potion Craft. Um, yeah. I downloaded the demo for free. It's a. Uh, it is a really, really inventive and ingenious take on potion crafting and being an alchemist. Um. Essentially, it's, uh, I want to say, uh, uh, not really like a Moonlighter, but you run a shop. You're an alchemist who runs a shop. Yeah. Um, you wake up, gather ingredients from your garden, use those ingredients on an interesting alchemy map. Essentially, each ingredient moves your potion along this map in a certain direction and in a certain way. And by adding these ingredients together and adding water and changing it and doing all this crap, you make this potion dot move along this map to possibly unlock an ability. Um, you can have it fail by it going across uh, bad sections, and then you use those potions and haggle and sell those potions to people. 
and it's not just good people. Like I had somebody come to my shop. They're like, I'll give you 68 gold right now to give me poison to get rid of half of my neighbor's livestock because they're eating my grass. Jesus. And I was like, well, that's 68 gold and I really need ingredients. There you go. <laughs> and, and then it came up and it was like, your renowned went down to a good shop. I was like, well, fuck. Well, that's what you get. Yeah, so, like, you can give to soldiers, you can give to people in need, like, if, if somebody is, comes in and says they don't have much, if you give it to them for less, like, you haggle negatively to make yourself lose, to have them pay less, you get good renown for it. Um, yeah. But it was, it, I've, I've put a bit of time in that, probably about 24 hours, uh, maybe less uh, into that. Uh, it's been kind of fun does get difficult in trying to see what excuse me to see where you're going on the map sometimes um but it's an it's a really inventive and i think a fun little game if anybody's interested right now it is in early access um um but well worth i believe uh the money that they're looking for and when i'm able to i, I may pick it up but that is going to be a few months down the road with everything going on um nice. other than that um started getting into uh mtg arena um i do yeah. play magic gathering on another program uh with friends because well COVID. um but uh my boss at work was uh is somebody who used to um not judge, but he used to be the coordinator for events for Magic in the area. Um, not Wizards of the Coast, but like a, an event coordinator kind of thing. Um, and uh, he told me about how they started doing sealed uh, drafts on there, and you can actually win money from it and crap. And I'm like, that's real nice. I can't do it yet, though, but it's nice to know. <laughs> so um, I have that up in case he tells me about another one of those. Um, other than that, a bit of D3, a bit of the new Apex Legends. Um, New character is fun. Fuses Fuse is kind of fun. Um, I think it's really great that he gets another passive. They're starting to give passive buffs, it seems. Um, he gets one where he gets uh, double the grenades. Like, every grenade that you pick up counts as two. You can pick up two per slot in your inventory. Um, nice. Every grenade you throw, he actually launches from a catapult in his robot arm, and it launches like a bullet. Like, you can stick people good with a... a um, star grenade if you want um but other than that i mean i haven't uh been doing a lot been a bit more of uh horizon zero dawn in the ps3 but other than that i've just been uh watching stuff and working a little bit extra these days yeah but that's been about it man sorry i had to mute myself really quick i sneezed <laughs> <laughs> that's all good brother that's all good um yeah i truth be told i've been working a little bit extra too um, I think I put in like 60 something hours this week. Oof. Yeah, it's been fun. Oof. <laughs> wow, that's quite the bundle. Sorry, I'm also perusing Steam as we're talking because you mentioned your queue. And uh, I got offered the Buy Star Wars Complete Collection bundle for the low, yeah. low price of $225. <laughs> yeah! For real, I love it when that price tag hits. For it's it's only a 23% discount. Ridiculous. How many items is on here? Uh, oh, it doesn't tell me. Uh, probably like 20 titles. I You save $67. Hurrah. For games like there's... I'd play Episode 1 Razor because that's a classic. I remember playing that on the N64. Yeah. 
Um, Forces is it in there? Yes, please. Played that on play on uh, my computer way back when DOS was the thing. X-Wing versus TIE Fighter I'd probably play because that's another classic. Yeah. Both KOTOR games, yes. Uh, Force Unleashed 1 I'd play, but not 2 because 2 sucked. Didn't play 2. 2 was bad. I beat it in 4 hours and I was very disappointed. Dark Forces uh, is on here, but I could, I might just buy Dark Forces for the $6 that it is. Oh, God. If you've never played Dark Forces, it is, if it is the old game, I'm going to tell you right now. It is the old game. And I play. I remember <laughs> playing it at a friend's house. Oh, like We so loved good. this game. So, I saw it was just Doom. It was Doom for Star Wars. Yeah. That's all yeah. Dark Forces was. I love it. I love that, and I also loved uh, Rebel Assault. If I could find Rebel Assault again and Rebel Assault 2, that game was fun with a joystick when you got to fly the Millennium Falcon through, like, tunnels and do an X-Wing, and it was so much fun. Yeah, they don't have that here. They have Rebel. Yeah, yeah, they have Rebellion. Uh, they have Rogue Squadron 3D. Oh no, yeah, they have Rebel Assault One and Two. It's ten bucks. Do they? Uh -huh. No kidding. It's so it's ten. It's ten dollars for both. They come together. Star Wars Rebel Assault One and Two. So, I remember I'm this. Okay like the that. arcade. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, that's legit. Like, I remember. You this literally game. fly the ships through like the different mm -hmm. stuff, and you have to dodge stuff. And yeah, man, I love that with a joystick. I unfortunately do not have a joystick, but uh. And then they have the there classic. They have the classic 2004 Battlefront in this bundle. That's, again, it's like a lot of these games are like five to ten dollar games that, and I yeah. would just curate this list and not like yeah. I'd I'd probably get Jedi Knight Academy because that was super fun back in the day. That was I remember. So this is going to be a trip down memory lane, but I remember back in high school we convinced our shop teacher to have a game night every yeah. Friday night. Yep. And uh, that was one of the things we would play. Kids would bring in their PCs. We'd make a small network, and that's how we set it up. He set it up that we were learning something, or we set it up that we were learning something. We'd set up a small personal network, and we'd bring our own PCs, and we'd sit there and we'd LAN uh, a Jedi Knight Academy match. And yep. he would play too. And that was that was probably the one of the best things that I ever got to experience in high school. That was so much fun. I also kind of want to pick up the Master Chief collection eventually for my PC. Eventually, I will. Mainly just for Halo 2 Anniversary, because that game... Halo, I'd get it for 1 and 2. Those are, like, 3 I didn't really enjoy, and everything after 3 has... Although it's been pretty, although it's been lore-filled, I have not enjoyed it. You didn't enjoy Reach? I didn't play a lot of Reach, though. I didn't get a uh... chance to. I didn't have the system at the time. See, Reach is probably my favorite Halo game. But that's because it takes place post Master Chief. Like you're playing the squad that sends, that gets humanity off of that, essentially, like off of that settlement uh, or off okay. of that planet that they are on. And it, the ending of Reach opens up to the beginning of Halo. Like, th okay, so it's the pre, it's the yeah, the it's a pre prequel. Pre, yeah, yep. pre-chief. Okay. Yeah, so you're playing a team of Spartans, and, I mean, it's kind of... So Halo Reach was the Rogue One of the Halo universe. Oh, okay. Um, and okay. it plays out just like that. Like, your final mission, your set to protect the ship taking off with valuable cargo on it, and that valuable cargo is Master Chief in the cryo chamber. And literally, like, you see the ship take off... The planet's, like, blowing up or whatever, I think. I forget exact the exact details. And your character's sitting there watching the ship go up, and then it goes black, and it comes up, and you see Chief walking out of the thing as 
the ship is getting chased by <laughs> the uh, the Covenant. So like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you man. you <laughs> see that stuff all over Halo One, Two, and Three. Like you see graffiti. Like remember Reach. Um, yeah. You know, ODST was all right. I liked ODST simply for the fact that you weren't Master Chief. Um, you were just a normal soldier. And I remember like playing that as a kid and like running up to a brute going, I'm going to melee him and he's going to go flying across the map. And I punched him and he looked at me and he hammered the shit out of me. And I was like, fuck, that's right. See, I, I always had a problem with the idea of it because I was like, that was Halo trying to make a grab for the COD marketplace. Like, well, And yeah, it probably was, but it still... <laughs> I think that's the only thing that bugged me about it when they first announced it. I was like, hey, you had your own universe. You're fine. <laughs> Although I do want to play the uh, Halo RTS. Yeah, we're never seeing that ever again. They took that off the market. That's so unfortunate. Like, Halo Wars was such a cool concept. Yep. It but... like, didn't do good, though. That's the bad thing. Like, That's true. However, <laughs> concept-wise, can be pretty expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, who knows? I might. It's literally forty dollars on Steam. I might wait until it drops to a to an even twenty, like next yeah. summer. And Halo yeah. Four was wait okay. for the next summer still. But I never got past Halo Three. Like when they changed up their frame rates and the, and uh, the frame rates and the graphic style of it, like the way everything moved frame wise in that game, like it just it screwed with my vision real bad and gave me headaches. That's understandable. Well, Three was the last. Uh... Halo Bungie, well, ODST was the last Halo Bungie did. And oh, then, then I'll have to play ODST. And then 343 did 4, uh, 5, and Infinite, which I don't believe is ever coming out. Probably um, not. I haven't <laughs> played anything past 2. Well, I've played 3. I've not beaten 3. Um, but uh, 2 was the last one I completed. It was the last one I really enjoyed. See, I don't get this. It's $40 for the for Halo Infinite. But then underneath it, it says add all the DLCs to the cart, and it's $57. So what the fuck are you adding? Uh, probably skins? I don't know, because the cart just says... Hey, Is there any way to see what it's part of? Hold on, let me bring up my Steam now that you started this. Sorry, I don't mean to, like, derail <laughs> a whole podcast. Good, I just, like, yet you... You mentioned cues, and I was like, "I'ma check this out." And then I saw, I was like, "What is?" They this? had some. They have a lot of good suggestions. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Um, what do you want, Halo? Yeah, I, uh, it's the Master Chief Collection. So I'm oh, just Master gonna add Chief. that to the cart and see what it adds. I bet it's probably adding stuff for some of the other games, too. Because if you're buying the collection and looking for all the add-ons, the add-ons are probably going off of content for this game. See all Halo 4. This bundle includes all titles in the collection that will be delivered over time in the beginning now with Halo Reach and ending with Halo 4 in 2020. Uh, you get campaign, you get multiplayer for each game released under the Master Chief Collection, bringing all multiplayer maps, Halo Insider Program. All right. Huh. I think it's... All right. I, I just... I think the pricing is just fucky. I think if you buy the, the games under the Master Chief Collection, it's $40. And if you buy the games individually, it's 50 It's 54 Yeah, it's $54. So. Yeah, actually, $54.55. I'm sorry. Whatever. It's... 
Money's, I'm not going to buy it right now. I'm going to wait till it goes to sale for $20. Yeah, no. um, okay. Speaking for speaking of sales. <laughs> get, it was quite a big one last week. Get a little back on track. So <laughs> last week's episode, uh, audience, loving, loving audience, uh, we were going to talk about uh, the shit storm that is CD Projekt Red getting hacked. Um, they Ironic. Got, yeah, I mean, they got hacked. <laughs> Uh, the hackers petty but ironic. Yeah, the hackers got a hold of some source code for CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077, um, which is another game I kind of just put down and forgot about. I should probably get back to that game. I'm nowhere near beating it, but like, fuck. Um, drive for it. Not in a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> source code for that and source code for The Witcher, which is another game I need to beat. Um, yep. Game so, is so damn big though. <laughs> they they held the game hostage and C D was just like, Yeah, we don't we're not we're not giving into this, fuck that. And uh the yep. hackers were like, Well, we're gonna if you don't if you don't give us what we want, like we're, we're gonna just, sell it. We're, we're gonna sell it and then they sold it for seven million dollars on the dark web. Yup, and they is... only listed it interestingly enough, they only listed it on one site. Yeah. It's not like they went around to a lot of places to try and get their most money. They were like, no, this is this is legit. We're just going to stick to one site. Mm-hmm. So they sold it. Um, a lot of people thought that that was the end. CD Projekt Red said they were looking into uh, what they were going to have to do to fix it, I guess. Um, can you at that point? So they can. Um, they are planning on taking down or... Essentially, they're using DMCR, um, and if you're not aware of what like DMCR is, it's very heavily. Oh my God, sorry, I literally my ADD just sidetracked me to a simulator game. I'll bring this up in a little bit. Um, <laughs> DMCR is let me get the technical term. Essentially, it's a pain in the ass for streamers like me who like to play music. Yep. They'll nail um, you for stuff. For the, you're just enjoying it. That it's I I I'm trying to figure out if there's a way to uh, so mention DMCR them or mention the song. Detection, it. measurement, and control relay. Um, it's I don't even think no, that's not the actual term. Screw you, freedictionary.com. <laughs> um, but essentially, what they're gonna do is, or what like the best, the easiest way for me to explain it. Um, DMCR will pretty much flag videos, content, uh, movies for copyright infringement, essentially. Um, so CD plans on using that to help take down any pop-ups of said source code now that it's been sold, which is actually really smart because technically they don't have to get like a legal team involved. I mean, I'm sure they are, but this is just going to be an asset. Um, yeah, so that, I, it, it's interesting to me, like, they didn't seem panicked, they didn't really, like, they obviously didn't give in to the demands of said hacker or hacking group. Um, they shouldn't have to. They shouldn't have to, but, like, at least be, like, concerned. Open to it, yeah, be open <laughs> to it at least, considering the stuff you took, I agree. Their response initially, I did not know that they um, intended to use the DMCR to their advantage in this. I had not heard that. So that is actually an interesting and intelligent play. I mean, obviously, they're 
a multi-million dollar company, multi-billion dollar company. Multi-million. Um, million. Um, but, I mean, they should have at least... Their automatic response seemed to come off as backhanded. Like, we knew this was happening. We have bigger stuff to worry about. Where now the question is, well, what else are, did they have time to access? Or what else did they grab that they're not saying? Like... I'm always I have a I have a problem with this kind of stuff with looking at the negative due to my the schooling I've had in computers and how easy it is or I can't say easy but how once you gain access to something how some things are easy to copy I guess I'm saying um, but uh, uh, they seem to nonchalantly in my opinion not care in the beginning yeah and I think I think they were playing it cool um, it must have been. But now that it's out, we'll see what happens. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all goes down if it ever pops back up again or if it remains a $7 million secret, shall we say? Yeah. It's just scary to me. Like, uh, when you talk like missing source code or corrupted source code or stolen source code, like, look at look at BioWare and Mass Effect. When they, when they yeah. transitioned from Sludgehammer, I think, helped them yep. with Mass Effect 1 to buy, like to EA just owning Bioware. Like, Pinnacle Station, th- that DLC for Mass Effect 1 got corrupted, and it's not available on console anymore. Like, if you don't own Pinnacle Station, um, you can't get it. There's no way to get it. And they're just like, yeah. they're not including it. Like, the new Legendary Edition that just got announced, the remastered, like, they, they straight up, they were just like, yeah, unfortunately, Pinnacle Station is still corrupted, it's and it's gone, yeah. and you're never going to play it. And it sucks, because, like, I own Pinnacle Station on my PlayStation, my PS3. Yep. And you can't get rid of the PlayStation. The PlayStation now is, like, the account or and or the PlayStation has become invaluable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I never really thought of that shit. Like Because if that... if Well, think of it. If something happens to the PlayStation and you go to reconnect to re-download, guarantee you that data is not there for you to download again. No, no, it's off the store. Exactly. I'm pretty sure I have it on... Damn, let me look real quick. Not to sidetrack again, boys. I'm pretty sure I have Pinnacle Station on Steam as well. Like, I guarantee you, because I own all the DLC for both Mass Effects. I think I do too. I think uh, my girlfriend bought it for me uh, one year. Uh, No, I don't. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't think it's offered. I think it's gone. See, that's shitty. Because I loved Pinnacle Station. I remember playing through Pinnacle Station and through... No, I probably have it. You know what? It's probably in my origin account because maybe back in fucking 2019, actually pre that too, like back when Mass Effect was big um, or Mass Effect 3 came out back when like my old Umbrella Tech podcast was a thing, I picked all the games up on PC to play them. But I bought one. Uh, in, okay. I bought one and two off Steam because that was like the pri- the prevalent uh, games yep. platform. And then all the DLC came out on or on um yeah Origin, but it let you pull the game from Steam and launch from Origin. It's I don't know, it's wicked fucky. I hate I fucking hate EA for doing what they did. EA's Stupid. done that to like a lot of companies they've taken over in my opinion, where they've made it very convoluted to get simple actions completed. Yeah, it's dumb. They're dumb. They're just it's all dumb. <laughs> 
So, but yeah, no, uh, it'll be interesting moving forward and any other updates we hear about CD project red. Um, we will definitely, we'll definitely touch on them in future episodes. Yes. Yes, we will. Um, but yeah, moving on the forward. other side on a much more positive note, um, Today, well, yesterday was the opening ceremony. Today was wrapping it up with information and background was the first ever, I believe they called it the BlizzCon line, where if you looked at it, the C-O-N and BlizzCon and online kind of work together. Anyways. Um, Funny story about that. I must say that uh, there are some things that I was not excited for before that I am now excited for. And there are some things that were announced that I wasn't expecting that I'm excited for. And there are some things that I still don't care about. <laughs> That's um, so the way that they set it up and anybody who was able to watch, I don't know if you were able to watch any of it today, Brad, but no, I, it I was it. it was for free. Um, you could tune in and you, you'd go to blizzcon.com. Um, and when you got there, they had five or six different channels set up based on whatever game you were looking to get information on today. Yep. Um, so I unfortunately did not watch all of them. I watched the Diablo one because I am, I was somewhat interested in Diablo four. Um, originally I had no interest in it because I felt like it was going to be a repeat of everything. Um, and then reading into at behest of our friend parker um reading into a few things um we uh i found that i'm somewhat a little bit more interested in it um and then some of the questions they answered today uh sound like they're going to be fun like they're going to try and add um uh they know the rogue quest that they announced and they're trying a hero quest kind of thing for it um that looks like it's going to be enjoyable um, they did say they're not looking to make every character like that. They are looking to it to be more of, you know, that character specific that's got to do quests to unlock certain things. Um, they are talking about doing, like, big raids and stuff like that and having uh, big games. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see where they'll go with that. They also announced uh, they are remastering Diablo 2. Um, Let's see. Yeah, yep. The uh, the graphics now they did show a, a little clip of you know some of the characters going through famous moves like the barbs doing whirlwind and the sorceress doing um, tornado and um, ice sphere, um, and it looks extremely pretty. Um, there was one question that was asked that I was interested in. Um, I wasn't super stoked about the idea, but the way it was answered left me kind of hopeful. So the question was asked from someone whether or not they were, what patch they were going to be building the remaster off of, whether it was going to be off an earlier patch or the latest patch, because once they introduced, apparently in the latest live patch they have is 1.14, I think, or 1.41, I think one of those two i believe uh don't quote me on it um is has elemental immune enemies in it in the later difficulties so it really narrows late 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 hard game what you're able to use in order to be effective um make certain characters useless that kind of thing and they wanted to know if they were going to go with that or if they were going to go back to just before they implemented that um 
they stated that they were going with the current live version, so there will be elemental immune enemies still, but they're not unaware of the pigeonholing and like the difficulty and the stagnation that that has brought. So they're not against right. changing it, but at the moment they're not looking to try and dig up code that may be gone. Yep. Again, it could have been something that happened during the transfer that didn't matter to them because it was old. And now they're like, well, we're just not going to do it. And I mean, that's totally fine. That's those patches are what? 30 year, 20, 20, yeah. 25 years old. I mean, Something like um, that. it was high school was when D2 came out, right? Uh, we were in high school. You were at least a freshman, I believe, because I was hanging out at uh, another buddy's house in his parents' basement, and him and I and another friend would sit up to like 3 o'clock in the morning playing D2, listening to heavy metal. Nope, D2 came out before I hit high school. Really? Yep, D2 came out in 2000. Oh, I was I was just going into high school when it June twenty ninth, two thousand is when Diablo two. Yep, I was I went into high school that fall. So, um, and when I got my computer, sophomore year is when I got it and started playing. Um, but that I'm I'm kind of excited for to see where they're going with it because I really enjoyed D two. D two had a lot of flexibility and a lot of of fun customizations you could do with character builds. Yeah. It was enjoyable for me. Um, there was updates on, on Hearthstone, but I lost interest in Hearthstone long ago, so I unfortunately do not have any updates on them. Um, their, their cosplay was great. Um, the, I won't say the main, but one of the, uh, during one of their segments today, their host was, uh, the voice actor who does the voice for Reinhardt. Uh, you'll forgive me at the moment. I don't know his name. I will look him up to give him appropriate credit. Please hold. Um, but he was the host today. And he was absolutely, as always, just vibrant and excited <laughs> and a joy to watch. Nice. Um, but he was there. And then um, I ended it with the main reason I watched it today was um, it's D and D related. Um, the Critical Role show um, yeah. did a Diablo one shot. Um, if you haven't watched that and you're interested to see how it turns out, because it was, I believe it was mostly homebrew uh, from the DM standpoint, Matthew Mercer. Um, yeah, and he weaved a great tale and i don't want to spoil it because anybody who wants to go see it or watch it it will be up on their youtube uh they said today soon so i imagine it will be beginning of the week um probably up on their twitch channel critical role sooner um but it was it was a good little good little one shot it was yeah. i thought it was enjoyable um but if if anybody has a chance to see any part of it i would definitely go look up some of the information um in total all of the announcements that were made today are all the topics that were touched on um one thing that i am excited about is um and i probably should have touched on a little bit more is on their launcher they're releasing a the blizzard collection uh arcade which right now is three games of uh lost vikings blackthorn and rock and roll racing uh which was essentially the first three games um, that got them on the map when they were a small, small company. Um, Lost Vikings for me is is definitely a a game of old. 
Um, it was one of the, it was the first Blizzard game that I played. Yeah. Um, from there I found Warcraft. Um, but so I'm excited about that arcade because that's some really great old school gaming coming back. Yeah. Um, they did talk about a Warcraft patch for live. Um, they did also say that, um, and this may, well, I'm probably, I won't say it'll interest you, but it's definitely going to tickle your chin. Um, Burning Crusade is coming back uh, for I, the classic version. I did see you mention that. Of uh, Warcraft. Yeah. Um, I know some people are excited about it. I know a lot of people could care less. I personally really enjoyed the Burning Crusade. I am personally, I love Vanilla WoW. Um, I don't have time for it now, so I'm currently not playing. Yeah. If I did, then maybe. Um, the thing, But I enjoy Vanilla. The thing that scares me with that, and I know I said it in our group chat, and I know... You disappear. Huh? Uh, no, go ahead, sorry. Oh. I, the thing that scares me with, like, WoW Classic coming out and then Burning Crusade Classic being a thing is when is it going to stop? Yeah. You know, like, are we going to see a... Re- I see them going up to Wrath. But, I mean, who stops them, though? Like, what... what? Because if people keep buying this, you know, like, if, if, if it breaks records again like WoW Classic did, where, like, where is it going to, where is it going to end? You know, because I believe it is up to the customer base at that point of what they're looking for. I mean, when when someone, me personally, when I think Vanilla WoW, I think back to it taking you literally seven days of playing, we'll say four to five hours straight if you want to reach level 20 by the end of the um, Where the talent trees were three talent trees of like... I do miss that. 15 skills each that allowed you to customize a character to play how you like to play whether it was good for rating whatever like you do what to me personally in that game it was you do what you feel comfortable and what you enjoy doing and what works for you um where things had to be earned where if you were going to um invest in skills you had to pay for them where if you were looking to be rich it wasn't like they were going to throw money at you you had to earn it where the raids were groups of people working together to take down something that literally took you 30 45 an hour 45 minutes to an hour to beat and then all of you get to enjoy in that excitement yeah like i think I think to me, as a consumer, to me, Vanilla WoW stopped after um, Wrath. Because after Wrath is when they took away a lot of the customization. Where they modified how talents work. Where they changed how like abilities stacked and stuff like that. And they changed up how you got skills. And, and it just... At that point, from Cataclysm, Miss of Pandaria area on, like, the game was fundamentally different. Yeah. Wrath was the third expansion, right? Uh, Wrath was the third, yeah. It went BC, and then it went Wrath. Right. So, actually, it was the second expansion then, right? Yeah, BC, BC, well, yeah. Wrath was Burning... the second expansion, but it was the third version of the game. Correct. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So... But... Funny story about BlizzCon. Did you happen to catch the Metallica show? 
I did not. I believe that happened on Friday, and I was at work at the time. So if you caught BlizzCon on Twitch, Twitch's DMC, DMCR protection <laughs> censored Metallica, which is just ironic since Metallica was one of the forefront artist groups that helped start this program. Yeah. Because They've they were pissed at Napster yeah. for sharing and pirating Way, their way music, back. Which is just funny to me. Like, hey, you want to you wanna open BlizzCon? It's a free venue. Yeah, sure. People will hear our music. No, they won't. Yeah. No, they won't. Yeah, I think that's the greatest trolling thing ever, even if it was unintentional. That is great. And part of me thinks, and I know I'm probably going to get hate for this, part of me thinks that they kind of deserve it. I, I, sorry, I... There's probably a Metallica album I like. Um, I like some songs. I can't say that there are albums that I like. I like the Black Album. That's the only album I will listen to from Metallica. I'm I'm sorry. Okay, okay. That has a that has quite a few good songs on it. But I'm more of a Queens of the Stone Age, yes, like fan. Um, yep. I, mean, I like. Pilots. Yeah, I mean, I like heavier. I I am a metalhead. I'm more of a deathcore, metalcore listener okay um yeah but i'm everything i mean, people yeah. listen to mine and they're like what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> no, I, I feel that like i'll listen to anything now but like yeah. you know i can't i don't like i don't know it's something about metallica i don't like avenge sevenfold either and i and i i know for a fact it's because they're heavily inspired by metallica yeah um, they heavily are i like only a couple of their songs too like to me they've only hit it out of the park a couple times but yeah but yeah, that was an eventful day with that. Oh yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I I don't pay attention to like Blizzard shit as much as I probably should. Like, I enjoyed playing Diablo three with with you guys way back in the day. Um, yeah, I still play it occasionally. And it it was all right. Like, I don't think I'd load it up now. Yep. For the simple fact that like. I don't know. I'm either really unlucky with those games or I just still don't understand how to play them. Like, I'll make a character and then I'll roll with, like, you guys and you guys will be like, oh, yeah, you do this. And it's, like, you guys make it look so goddamn easy. And then I play by myself and I get my fucking (laughs) shit kicked in through my teeth. And it's just like, oh, damn. I guess I'm not that good. It's The problem also is with that game and I try not to... I'm going to play with somebody... I, I, I generally will try and have a character their level. If I don't, I try not to do too much unless we're looking to just run around and blow shit up. Yeah. Um, strictly because I know what it's like to ruin the fun for somebody in a game by having somebody blast you through it. Like, I don't... In WoW, it's, it was... When I was younger, power leveling people was just a thing where it's like you've made your seventh character... Leveling takes a while. Here, let's run you through dungeons so you gain XP quickly in some areas. Um, but generally in like Diablo and stuff where it's games where you search and look for things, I generally find that those games are, are fun to be taken at you know the slowest pace that someone wants to take it at. Like I've played games where people want to rush through it just to get to the end, um, which is all fine and dandy, but my general play style is I want to explore the map. Like yeah. I want to see what's here. Word. But another uh, another question that I have for you, good sir, mm-hmm. is last week we uh, assigned each other, we'll say, a book club homework. 
and I know we talked about everybody else listening to a song out there. And if they did, great. You know, let us know in the comments what you thought of it, or let me know what you thought of it. Um, the thing that you assigned me, the Dance Gavin Dance album, yes. um, with the extra song. Yes. My hopes of liking it. Uh, my style, as I'm sure you found out, is much more of a deeper tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just because to the higher frequencies, I'll say I have sensitive ears to it sometimes. Um, and that. it it sounds like a knife going through my skull, or it feels like a <laughs> knife going through my skull. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we'll take this on a good day. We'll listen to it and see how it goes. So I listened to it four times the first day. <laughs> Just had the album on fucking repeat. Um, From that, I did grab two. Um, You'll forgive me off the top of my head. I cannot. I cannot. uh, That's fine. Call the names for a moment. Titles, anyways. Yeah, some of them I just looked at it. I'm like, man, you and typo negative must have talked, bro. Right. Um, but I did. I actually will say that as much as it was out of my normal wheelhouse, I did enjoy it. Um, That's awesome. The the melodies of, or rather the synergies of the voice and his octave changes and growl to singing changes along with the background music tempo and sound changes were quite mesmerizing. So fun fact, they actually, so like, they only have a clean singer and then they have a uh, not clean singer. Which is really like why that works so well. Yeah, so no, it makes sense. I thought it was the same guy. Nope, no. Nah. Interesting. There's, there's one song on that album where their clean vocalist screams because he screamed in his first band. Um, okay. And I mean, it was still good, but I personally would rather have Tilly and the other guy do it. Just yeah. sing. Um, yeah. And that's just because I love his voice. Like I don't know what it is. I just. He's got a good voice for singing. Like I said, it's a little higher pitched I than I usually enjoy, but it, I'm not going to say it wasn't good. I feel terrible. I'm at a loss of the band name you had me listen to. Illuvian. That's what it was, because I cleared yeah. out my Spotify. <laughs> um, so you originally had me listen to Everything Remains, and then in con- like in parentheses, As It Never Was. Yeah. Blew through that the day after we recorded. Listened to it like three more <laughs> times. Then I listened to the Origins album, which Ugh. I loved. Um, and then I started listening to the live at Masters of Rock 2019 album just to see what their okay. live performance sounds like. I just have because not listened to that. I love to base, if I'm going to enjoy listening to an artist, how they On perform live. live. Like, yep. I used to love... And I'll still listen to, but not as much anymore, uh, Falling in Reverse. Um, okay. I loved old Escape to Fate, Ronnie yep. Radke. Uh, he is a very talented singer, songwriter, musician. I can't knock him for that. But we saw them live two years ago, and it was awful. Like, oh. I recording... The re- the recordings are always awesome, but you can doctor that up. And it's nothing like yeah. Ronnie was on point. Their sound guy sucked. You couldn't if you weren't directly in front, like in dead center stage, 
or higher than the stage, you could barely really hear Ronnie. Their instrumentals weren't on time with one another, and that's because Ronnie gets into fights with his band members and swaps them out on a whim. So it just, like, falls the fuck apart. Yeah. Yeah, where, like, and I, because, I mean, as you kind of guess, like, I gave you Afterburner to listen to. I'm into people that are on, like, I like my music melodic. I like it on time, which is, like, Alluvian, that first album, listening to the guitars and the drum and that flute oh. and the, the vocals from both the guy and then the, the female yep. singer. And it just worked all so well. And it got me into this. And, like, I've been looking for other bands or artists in this like folk metal, folk metal. Gen- yeah. genre um because like mo- one of my favorite bands is amana marth um, oh. and they're like straight up folk viking pagan metal um so it. this was like right up my alley i really um, really enjoyed it um good. good i love what i love most about that album i told you about is how if you look at the translations for some of the songs if you ever look them up that whole album is a journey that whole album is a story and i there are parts of it where i listen to it i'm like man i really want to steal this for one of my D D games but right? everybody will know where it came from exactly <laughs> it's so good so good oh i'm glad you enjoyed it i did excellent excellent so what are we thinking about for the next book club then well i know we talked a little bit before we started recording about the anjames but i'm definitely Mm. thinking i might have you listen to another album just because okay i after realizing bringing up uh, Jujutsu Kaisen that you've probably watched a lot of the animes I'm starting to get into because I'm kind of getting back into them yep. animes. Um, so I, I have another album that I really would love you to listen to um, simply okay. because it's it's going to be totally different than listening to Dance Gavin Dance because um, they're okay. more metalcore, almost deathcore. The band is called Sufferer, S-U-F-F-E-R-E-R. They have one album out. Um, They're on Spotify. I found them off of like a random radio station. I listened to their song, The Sword. And I I fell in love with it. And then I found an article on Metalhead um, about them and about how this album, each song is a different form of anxiety or depression or mental disorder. Like they wrote a song to deal with how they were feeling. Um, they have okay. a song, I want to say it's their song then, starts off on a, an alarm clock, and then an alarm clock turns into like a guitar being played like that. And it's literally about the guy like, I really want to sleep for 15 more minutes, and if I do that, I bet everything's going to be better, but it really won't be better. It's just, it's a very emotional and powerful album, but it's all in like heavy metal with three different screamers and like breakdowns. And it's, it's a dope album. I like, I, I would love if you would listen to this and then give me your hot take on, on this album. It's okay. I will definitely, definitely give that a listen. It's 10 tracks. It's a half. It's like under 40 minutes long. Like, that's not bad at all. No. That's not bad at all. Um, Let's see if I got to give you another one. There's one I want to give you. Um, 
definitely on the exact opposite side of what I gave you. It is still metal. Uh, you've probably heard of them, uh, but the CD is Memoirs of a Murderer uh, by King810. Um, I enjoy songs that, or I enjoy artists that have a lot of emotion and a lot of, I'll say, power and message behind their words. Um, King 810 is one of those groups that has a very strong message, but it's put out very violent. Um, The band is from Flint, Michigan. um, Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm on their page right now. Yeah, which for those who don't know, Flint, Michigan is, is I believe, to be known as one of the rougher areas of the United States. There was a big thing where they didn't have clean water for years. They still don't have clean water. Um, do they still not? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they I still didn't. I didn't know water. if that was still going on or not. Well, I didn't. Uh, due to all the ex- fracking they, they did in their mountains. It's just. But so it's that. Um, but it is a very, very, I'll say, yeah, hard they, hitting. According to Google, not to sidetrack you, Flint, Michigan's water crisis was public health uh, was a public health crisis that started in 2014 and is still ongoing issue in 2021. Yeah, no, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. It, it was sorry. It was literally <sighs> contaminated with lead. Yeah, and I lethal can't... levels of lead in something else. It's some other disease. It's stupid. It's it's ridiculous. Legionaries disease. That's what it is. Holy fuck. Yeah, dude. It's you can't drink the water. So it's it's really rough. So these guys are are a really really rough band to listen to. Um, but they uh they have some good messages in some of their songs. Um, so yeah, I think uh I think I'll give you this album to listen to and see what you uh think of it. If it's not your style, I completely get it. But uh, this is something that uh, I've been I listening listen to for the past months. I listen to anything legitimately. Yeah, like you'll probably enjoy this. Knowing knowing some of the stuff I've heard working with you uh, for the short time that I did, you'll probably enjoy uh, some of these songs. Excellent. Cool. That's dope. Excellent. Mine was either gonna be metal or um, that new Machine Gun Kelly album, but I figured you'd listen. To that <laughs> I have not heard that actually, but uh... it's funny you mentioned that. Because there is a um, a guy on YouTube called Lil Windex. Oh, if you have not if you have not looked up, he's got this little series he's doing of Eminem not being able of being unable to not rap. Like he's got to rhyme every word and he's got to scheme with everything. You know what I mean? Yep. So he's done these short little videos so far of him rapping, rapping, rapping. And every single time he bashes Machine Gun Kelly. And it's so funny. And the last one he did, he ends it with like, yeah, I've killed three people. I don't even care. There was this one dude, Benzino. He had it coming. And then there was Ja Rule. Well, that wasn't me, but I orchestrated it. And then there was the not real Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dude, if you haven't looked him up, look him up. He's got skill. Like, the kid's got skill. But the way he does Eminem is just so funny. So Damn. funny. <laughs> nah, I, like, I wasn't into machine. Well, I wasn't really into MGK. Um, and when his rap was career. Hip-hop? Yeah. Um, but I have a, a kid at work um, who, like, had told me one of, like one day he came in he's like yo have you ever listened to Machine Gun Kelly and I was like yeah 
He's like, nah, you gotta listen to his new album. Like, my mom yeah, he heard us listening. Well, yeah, he's like, my mom heard me listen to this and was like, oh, you're hanging out with Brad too much. <laughs> and I was like, damn, for real? So I listened to it and I was like, oh shit, this is straight up just pop punk. Like, he yeah. literally just went straight up pop punk. And then he came out with a YouTube movie for his album and it's like, then I looked into it and like, I don't see why he wasn't pop punk to begin with because yeah. a lot of his like inspirations are like anti-flag and fucking uh yep. just a bunch of other like punk scene artists so why the fuck were you rapping when i think he... it was because of the people he was with and the the environment he was around at and that that's time. fine like, but like come on my guy i think i think the transition is definitely more him and definitely good yeah, I mean, I I have nobody else to thank but Eminem for scaring him shitless into a new scene of music. But, hey, you know. man, he has the power to do that. Let me tell you, when that man wields words, it's like someone put a gun to your head and you don't know what to do. <laughs> He's insane. But yeah, no, that was gonna be my thing. And I mean, if any listeners out there, I know one listener's probably already heard it, the one I'm talking about, because he has made comments that he listened to our show. <laughs> um, but if any other listener wants to go out there, um, aside from the the albums we have given each other, uh, MGK's new album or latest album is called Definitely Tickets. a good one to listen to. Definitely a good one to, to listen to. Um, if you are going to go listen to the album I suggested, and I suggest, I, I, I would say everybody listen to it. Just know it is not for everybody. So if you do not like it, please turn it off. It It is going to be rough for, for some people. So please just turn it off if you don't like it. Don't feel bad. But no, you should, you should probably just give it a try. I'm probably going to because I've heard one song of his so far since his uh, change, shall we say, and I really enjoyed it. That's nah, dope. So... It's a dope. I'll have two albums to listen to. Although, honestly, um, speaking to a friend of mine, um, I may be starting up on Spotify anyways and do less Pandora. Like, I like Pandora for the radio aspect, but I'm finding that trying to save music and create a, a, a big playlist or a big selection from them is difficult because they're leasing properties or the way that they do their music rights. Like, there are times I'll go to listen to music on my... Um, my saved list and i can't because suddenly they don't have rights for me to have that song saved anymore like yeah. it's it's really weird so i may be starting up a spotify to make some giant playlist and that's probably where some of those uh a lot of these songs are gonna go yeah it's a pain in the balls man it's it is what it is like they're doing what they can like they're i get it spotify is more like um uh, a music collection we'll say like a music database where Pandora yeah. is the radio like yeah that's the only it's it's funny you bring that up because like if i put on a radio station on spotify i don't really like it because it's more like a playlist of like a hundred songs so you'll eventually get to that somebody else picked yep um and it changes day to day which is good but like it's just like oh damn it's not like uh algorithm that just keeps populating that keeps going yeah and that's why i pay for pandora like there are days where i just want to have you know the radio on and not worry about it and maybe like up like a song comes on that i like great like it a song comes on that i don't like or i don't think fits with the mood that i'm in great dislike it and then it'll just from there like i think uh i enjoy it for like the radio aspect when i'm at work um but if um, I'm finding that if there are things or certain things I want to do for D&D games, like it's better to have a yep. Spotify because I can create a playlist for it. Yep. So 
they both have their advantages. I will oh, yeah. Say that. Um, but yeah, so I think that was a very successful episode five. I, Are we on five by now? I think uh, I think uh, this is five because I think four five. was uh, four was the last one we did. Maybe the sixth one will actually stick to our idea of doing a uh, a full D and D one, and we'll just be complete D and D nerds for a bit. That uh, yeah, I that's. <laughs> Yeah, because I had I had some notes for uh, the last episode we were gonna record, and um, primarily Whoa. that we're gonna be like you two or not. I'm saying I'm typing you as I'm I talking. Got you. Um, no, I had some some questions and stuff I wanted to and some discussions. But yeah, we're on. We're oh hell yeah! Five. Oh um, hell yeah! But yeah, uh, yeah. So plan for that, which probably there goes our whole listener base. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Just some quick housekeeping, because I know I haven't said it, and I normally say it like four times in an episode. Uh, if you enjoyed the content, please feel free to smack that like button on YouTube or on uh, hit the heart button on Spotify. We are located on the YouTubes. Uh, we have an anchor page, which distributes us to all your major podcast services around the internet we do have a twitter that i post intermediately on once in a while uh and we also have a facebook page that we will be probably posting on a lot more in time um anything else anything else you want to add that's all i can think of i mean if you're on youtube and you really like it enough and you want to know when we drop another video i mean hit that bell too that'll let you know that uh we drop something new so i mean it's a good way to stay up with uh uh what we think or what we have to say or maybe see if there's see if there's anything new that we might have information on that you're looking for i mean it's always good to get as much information as possible that is correct uh so with that everybody i hope you have a good night day morning whenever you are listening to that reminder we are pretty much posting these episodes every monday morning by eight o'clock um well i shouldn't say every monday morning but we, we try to yeah. go every Monday morning. We do the best um, we can. I, I am pretty good about posting on our Twitter and our Facebook if we are not going to be posting an episode due to some complications one way or another, either the night before or around 8 o'clock on posting day. Uh, but with that, Jed, thank you so much for sitting with me again for another fun-filled episode. My good sir, it is always a pleasure and a fun to uh, shoot the shit with you and just pick each other's brain. I have never had a bad time yet. Neither have I, good sir. Neither have (laughs) I. Thank you for listening, y'all, and have a good night. Have a good one, guys. See you later. Peace. Out.